Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Happy Monday. Jake Scott broadcasting with you from Vivint Smart Home Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson is the one, the only Gordon Monson. You know, Gordon, I, f- I figure I'll start with the introduction on a Monday, kind of vanilla, and it- it- it'll give us somewhere to go. Yeah. Sounds good to me. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you, Jake? Did you have a decent weekend? Were you glued to the NFL draft as it was completing? Yeah, it was. Uh, I watched it. I tried to. I spent a lot of time outside this weekend, actually, which was was really, really nice. I uh, got a lot of yard work done, which actually I, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Yard work doesn't seem quite as painful during all this sort of thing because I think you just appreciate being outside and, you know, getting something done, feel productive. I don't know. Uh, we just, uh, as a family, we tried to get out this weekend, uh, you know, safely as possible, of course. But took a lot of walks and uh, spent a lot of time in the front yard in the sun. Yeah, I did as well. I was, uh, you know, raking and uh, hoeing right. in the back. Okay. All right. No, you you spent your weekend in the basement watching the draft. I got it. It's fine. No, a lot of I, a lot of our did. listeners did the same. I was outside. Uh, well, relative to what it's been in recent weeks, I was outside a lot over the weekend. Went for a walk. Uh, did not, however, go for a hike as uh, some. Of my family members did, but uh, they said it was pretty crowded out there, and so they tried to avoid getting into a situation of uh, traffic jams and whatnot. But I, uh, the, when the weather turns nice, it's it's so fun to be outside, especially given that we've been holed up. So anyway, yeah, good weekend. Enjoyed the draft. I was into the draft more this year than I have been in a lot of other years, just because we're usually really. Uh, neck deep in the NBA playoffs at this point. But uh, but anyway, I uh, did spend a lot of time watching that, listening to what experts were saying, and, uh, of course, keeping a, a good eye on the local guys. I did have a, uh, an incident where I almost uh, – well, let's see. I almost uh, yelled at somebody, but uh, the best uh, got the better of me. What happened? Well, okay, so we're at the school by my house, mm-hmm. and it was my understanding that unless you were at a dog park, that leash rules would apply. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, I, I, I actually don't know if that's the case, believe it or not. Uh, and, and I'll explain why here in a second. Uh, but like, did a dog chase you down? Oh, Sadie got totally steamrolled by like two dogs. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I'm laughing because I'm hoping that it was playful and that she wasn't hurt. Uh, she was not hurt, uh, but I don't care how playful it was. That made no difference to me. Uh, th- this dude just pulled up and opened up the side door to his car, and these two dogs just come bounding out and uh, straight toward us, of course. And then that attracts a third dog, which, of course, is not on a leash. Uh, which is elsewhere on the school grounds. So we've got uh, three dogs, like basically running roughshod over my two and a half year old, which we uh, ended up leaving. But Gordon, we were playing golf with her over there. She's got a little tiny tight golf set. You should see it; it's the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life. And I, uh, I we left one of her clubs behind. So I'm like, oh, I'll go back there. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to give this dude a piece of my mind. But then again, I don't know for sure what the the law is really. So I was kind of debating it back and forth. And lo and behold, I see uh, two of. Uh, Salt Lake's finest, uh, actually in the parking lot of this school. So I grabbed the golf club and I think, you know what? I'm going to go ask what the rule is. Seriously, I, that's, that's all I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I did. I asked what the rule was and they didn't really know. So I did not go yell at the guy. They didn't know the rule? No, they didn't. They didn't know the rule. Oh. It, because hmm. they said the school was private property, which also didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And that I would have to call Churchill, which I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I could call them. I don't, I don't know what they would do, but I, I figured I couldn't go yell at the guy because I don't know what the rule is. So I guess, <laughs> I guess he can have dogs running roughshod over, over toddlers, and uh, and that's a thing. I don't know, but I, I certainly I, wasn't going to yell at a guy in front of the police uh, when I had just asked them, like, "Hey, is this against the rules?" And they're like, "I don't know." <laughs> Gordon, if they don't know, is is there is there a rule? That's, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I, mean, I always say of... if you don't go to jail, it wasn't illegal. So I don't know. Right. <laughs> but I did express to the officers, I said, you know, this situation made me very angry. And they said, yeah, it would make me angry too. And then did I, they? Uh, I thought they I might know. say, we'll keep your kid on a leash. I, maybe it would be safer. I don't know. But no, I don't know. I, uh, did you pick her up? Uh, that that would be my instinct. To we pick did. Her up. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, but uh, not before she was kind of knocked over, and then we picked her up. And she was more upset than what she was injured. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. why? Why is that situation even happening? Yeah, I I thought, and I may or maybe erroneously, but I thought dogs had to be on leashes. I did too, unless it was at a dog park, in which case, mm. knock yourself right out, right? But anyway, well, that's uh, that's kind of a scary moment because you don't know. You don't know what the intentions of those dogs are. You know, I mean, it's yeah, that's I can see why you'd be uh, a little shaken by that. But I was going to create an Austin Horton like scene, but I I figured I'd check in with the the authorities first, which I uh, coincidentally (laughs) had the. uh, Well, see, I'm not going to make a scene in front of the cops, Gordon, or uh, Austin. I'm not. I'm not going to get dragged out of there in cuffs. That's not going to do anybody any good. That's that's your sports background. You've got to know what the rule is before you complain from the sideline. Yeah, right. No one ever changed history by staying silent, Jake. You know, I didn't. (laughs) That's funny. What would you have done, Austin? I would have put up a big fight about it, yeah, for sure. I, I would have reminded them that the previous time I was there, the dog ran through my brand new kite that I was trying to fly with my daughter, <laughs> and where were they that day?
<laughs> and you know what? This is uh, Austin's heard me complain a lot about this behind the scenes. It's it's not our first incident with such behavior with dogs. And so I don't know. Maybe we've just got to find a, a different place to go. I do know on a, a happy hour Zoom call when everybody's showing off their puppies, it was like, well, mm-hmm. dogs really aren't the highest on my list right now. So I'm not really enjoying this. Could you see the puppy? Because it, it was dark where I was sitting. I didn't know. Could you see the puppy when I showed the puppy off? I don't know. I was doing something else. I, I missed. I, that was when my phone died. Oh, wasn't yeah. It? Uh, everybody was showing off their puppy. Well, I, I two, think, two of us I, I think I saw. your. Oh, Austin, you missed this. Gordon completely one-upped uh, the puppy on the Zoom call. So who's first So puppy? the first puppy what? was PK's puppy. Oh, they got a puppy? Yeah, they got a puppy, and they're showing off the puppy and whatever, and Gordon's like, well, hey. <laughs> I can outdo that puppy. No, I with a didn't. Puppy That's not a puppy. With no, a puppy no. of <laughs> our own. Yes, here. Hold on here. Stop paying Hold attention on. to that puppy. No. I've first, got, I, I was, no, no, no. I was, it was, I was requested to show the puppy. Did By you not you. hear that? No. Somebody requested, somebody said, hey, you have a puppy in your house. I think it was you. Because nobody else knew I had a puppy. It definitely was not me. Oh, well, it was somebody asked me to go get my puppy. So I went and got, it's not my puppy, it's my daughter's puppy. So I just was playing along. See, this is this is where you get me. You think I'm one-upping when I'm just participating. There was no sort of request. Maybe there was a, a, hey, don't you have a puppy too, Gordon? That is not. Hey, yes, there was. There was. Somebody, <laughs> somebody said, don't you have a puppy? <laughs> there, that wasn't me because I was comfortable where I was sitting. And, and when someone said, didn't you get a puppy too? I said, okay, well, I'll go get, I'll go get you and show you that one. Because PK and Jackie were showing off. Their little puppy, beautiful dog, by the way, PK, uh, his family is a beautiful dog. And uh, anyway, so I just was trying to, you know, add there too, not take away from. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of, uh, who was it? Uh, I believe it was uh, either Phil Jackson or who was it? Tex Winter that told, uh, told Michael Jordan that there's no I in team. And he said, no, but there's an I in win. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me of, you Why? think I'm taken away from when I'm at, really adding there too. I don't, I don't see that, that comparison at all, actually. I no. can relate to it because it's happened to me pretty much every time I've told a story on the show. <laughs> Right down to a compost pile. Yeah, I talked about a compost pile, and all of a sudden I get sticky fish in a garbage can, which I, you know, have a very unique so what, composting what are you, story. Hold on. What are you requesting from me? You want me to sit there and go, yeah, yeah, Jake, uh, yeah, yeah, and not say anything? What do you want Is that from what us? You want? What do you want from <laughs> us when you share a story? Uh, you, you, I, I want you to participate. I, you know, you want me to, you want me to stroke my beard and just go, hmm, yeah, compost. I'd call it more of a goatee, actually. Whatever. It was turning into a beard, but I shaved yesterday finally. Why? Because it was getting ridiculous. I was looking ragged. Am I the only one, or have other people doing that during this time period too? Well, you just let it go, and you start to look like, I don't know, I look like a hobo. 
And this is different than usual. Is that, the, is that the correct nomenclature, by the way? Hobo? I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> well, it, it, what, what, do you, what do you call Less privileged is... brothers and sisters. <laughs> you know, when I, when I hear the word hobo, I picture Hobo's Lullaby by uh, Arlo Guthrie, which is actually a fairly, like... Of course you do. Romanticism of the lifestyle of a hobo. Yeah. I think riding the rails when I think of that word. I just wonder whether our listeners out there are sort of a little ragged around the edges right now, or does everyone get up at the crack of dawn and shave and go through the routine that they went through before all this started? Or or is it, uh, you know, just getting a little, a little loose around those edges a bit? I, I think we're all handling this in our own little way, Gordon. Probably a little column A, probably a little column B. I'll tell you, it sure felt good to shave, though, man. I, I needed it. So. <laughs> yeah. Gordon's morning yeah. routine. I have. I have been doing that. And, uh, you know, because we got to. Let's keep, uh, let's, let's, let's stay healthy and keep our listeners healthy and encourage them to maybe, uh, you know, do a sit-up. Now, uh, when you did shave, Gordon, does that mean that you've also ditched the uh, the robe and the bikini briefs? <laughs> no. I've, I've, have you at least cleaned them? <laughs> well, he I hasn't. Not, <laughs> yeah, I've right. not donned a robe a single time, and uh, nor bikini briefs, thank you very much. But uh, I have been, uh, as I said, I've been wearing mostly athletic gear, you know, and uh, that, that's 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 it. A lot of basketball shorts. Yeah. Well, basketball shorts, workout clothes, athletic gear, whatever you want to call it. A lot of basketball shorts. Because you wear a lot of those anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I've cut down on that over the last year. I'm surprised you haven't Have noticed. You? No. Austin? <laughs> yeah, I did. You want to chime in on uh, that a, one? A year is generous, yeah. but... I mean, I know I haven't seen you in a while, Gordon, but... <laughs> Maybe the last uh, 18 days. Well, let's call it a fortnight. No. No, no, no. It was it was fun to do kind of a staff happy hour on Friday. We did, it sure uh, was. Yeah. Good to see everybody. No doubt. Yeah. And, we, had, uh, uh, we had fun. Did anything... Did you uh, learn anything about anybody? That you just can't resist the urge to have a better whatever than everybody else. In this case, puppy. <laughs> Not true. Better's got nothing to do with it. Uh, no, but I, I learned that PK somehow can't operate Zoom unless he's got two cameras for some reason, <laughs> like two log, logged in twice. Like he couldn't, he didn't have audio with his phone or something, so he had to log in on something else. It, it made no so sense had to two, me. But, he had two, uh, two presences. Which was strange. And then and Austin was so on top of it that he had... Uh, audio and video going while he was driving his car. I thought that was really impressive. We got a tour of Austin's new house. That was nice. Yeah, kind of. Just the kitchen there. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, I wasn't going to go Matt Wells on you. Yeah, you, thank you for And for now that. to the guest home back here. Yeah, yes. exactly. Thanks for not going Cliff Kingsbury on us all. Here's the indoor pool. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's a balmy 66 degrees. It was a beautiful weekend, though, so hopefully folks yeah. out there got a chance to go outside uh, and uh, do, you know, something that uh, it makes us all a little healthier, right? Yeah, I sure Body, hope Body, so. mind, and spirit to be active yeah. and, and be outside, it's a good thing. Yeah, because it's all connected. 
All right, we've got the split story of the day coming up. We'll lead off with uh, thoughts on the NFL draft and uh, the locals that went over the weekend. We've got what's going on at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Chris Mannix at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. And how about this, Gordon? Adam Keefe is going to be on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. And he did make a brief appearance in one of the highlights uh, in last night's episodes. Yeah, I did see Adam Keefe. Uh, I think he was diving for a ball, wasn't he, or some such? It was some sort of rough play, yeah. I'm not 100% sure of this because it only showed him from behind, and I couldn't tell. But I thought, I thought I got a glimpse of DJ. David James? Yeah. I thought I did, too. Did you really? Yeah. You probably did. Hey, will you do me a favor and call him? I want to find out if it was him because it looked like him from behind. And, you know, during those uh, various appearances, uh, Jordan, uh, here in Salt Lake City. Obviously, we were all involved, and that's one of the things with uh, The Last Dance is it really just taking a lot of us here down memory lane. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I I do think I'm going to continue to believe, maybe we get into this a little bit more, but it is definitely Michael Jordan propaganda. I mean, that's that's what we're getting. you got to admit, though, was that not fun? Was that not fun watching MJ watch Isaiah Thomas give that lame answer about the Pistons not shaking the Bulls' hands after they got swept? See, but isn't that what we talked about last week that we're expecting? Is is it really going to be you know very edited to view Michael one certain way, but we are going to get little tidbits along the way that we didn't know or, or little interesting things. And seeing that reaction was that. And there were a couple with Dennis Rodman, too. Uh, but for the most part, you don't see a whole lot of the negatives, you know, uh, with, with Jordan in this thing. Although, here's the good news for Jazz fans, is they're definitely making the Bulls' opponents look formidable. Who was that who told us uh, last week? Phil Rosenthal. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the Jazz are going to come out of this thing looking pretty good because they're making the opponents look, you know, uh, very formidable. So, Jake, I think they missed an opportunity in last night's, whichever episode it was. I think it was the the fourth one um, where they showed the Bulls come into Salt Lake City at the uh, what was formerly known as the Delta Center there at the arena. And they showed how the Jazz fell behind. I remember that game. The Jazz fell behind early, and then they stormed back and won the game. They should have played that up in a major, major way just for the drama of what's to come. I I think they missed an opportunity there to build it up even more. And maybe maybe I'm coming from a place where I'm thinking, okay, well, the Jazz perspective should be in this. But uh, it seems to me that that would be beneficial as the drama builds for the climax that's yet to come. And that was an opportunity, I think, to add a little tension to that. And they did a little bit, but nowhere near as much as I think they should have. You know, I know a certain sports columnist that could provided that masterfully. Well, let's just sort of gloss over that. But uh, (laughs) I went back and looked at PK's headline, and I couldn't believe it. Jordan to walk off the court a loser? PK, he got me on that one. 
Got you plenty of attention. Doesn't though. know his puppies. Doesn't know his headlines. But 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 I will say this: that uh, that 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 game. When was that? Was that February or January? I'm not sure exactly. But it was uh, in the buildup. It should have been highlighted even more than it was because that was what it was going to come down to. Those two teams, and most everybody knew it, but they didn't like the afterward. They should have talked to Jordan about what that meant to lose that game, and it would have been interesting just for. The, 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 the building the tension as it moved forward into what is yet to come, and we all know how it turned out. But. Uh, again, we'll break this down a little bit more later on in the show, but I think my favorite part was the vacation aspect yeah. of last night's two episodes. Where Can you imagine that? It's part of the brilliance of Phil Jackson and why he was able to make it work. I mean, Dennis Rodman comes to him in the middle of the season and says, hey, I need a vacation. <laughs> and Phil was the one who was like, yeah, I get it. Let's get you down to Vegas. <laughs> let's, down uh, let's let you let off some steam and, uh, you know, uh, meet Carmen Electra. Didn't they get married uh, at some point? Did they get married? I'm pretty sure they did. I think it lasted about two weeks. But Was I, that before or after he married himself? I think that was before. Okay. Just, but I could be wrong. Just put the that. timeline yeah, together. I'm, I'm, I'm All not sure. I know is. But, but how amazing ju- is that? Ju- that Jordan had to show up at the yeah. hotel in Vegas to get Dennis back. At practice, that's amazing. Well, they, and then that well, line going if they if they need me, they'll come get me, right? And then that line that Jordan had when they're showing footage from practice, and Phil wants to get Rodman back in shape, and Jordan's like, "He's here, <laughs> Phil. Let's 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 be happy that he's here." I was like, "That is a, that's amazing. That that is pretty cool." He's telling everyone to jog real slow, and Rodman is out there lapping everybody. <laughs> he's going, "What are you doing?" But, but like, you know, Phil knew they needed Dennis Rodman. And he's a different uh, – they, they identified over Native American culture, and, and Phil felt like he identified with Dennis as kind of a different thinking person. But they needed him. And that's what the first half of that year proved, that they needed – Michael needed help. And Dennis, uh, you know, he was a big part of what, that, what was happening on that team. And whatever you got to do to get your head straight, I guess. I mean, certainly in the short term. Jake, you've identified it uh, really well there because there are some coaches who would have freaked out, would have absolutely freaked out. And because Phil did it the way he did it, it all worked out well for the Bulls. And some people might think, well, wait, you can't allow one player to have that kind of privilege when other players are doing this, that, and the other. And But yes, you can. Yes, you can. It was John Wooden who said this. He said it right to my face, Jake, and I wasn't sure about what he was meaning exactly when he said it, but he said you can't treat all your players the same. And I, it's genius. It's genius not to do that. This isn't the military. You know, I mean, it's you're trying to win games. So what do you do? You push the right button with the right player, and it might be different. For everybody. I, I agree with you completely. I think that was genius on his part. Well, even Michael Jordan, to your point about other people reacting to the situation differently, uh, even Michael Jordan, and if you haven't seen the documentary, uh, Phil uh, pulls Jordan aside with Dennis because Dennis Robin had approached Phil and said, I need a vacation. Yeah. And Phil brings Jordan aside and says, "We." Dennis says he needs a vacation. And Jordan was like... <laughs> What are you talking about? If we if we let him go on a vacation, we're never going to see him again. That's what Jordan said. He said he's not going to come back. 
And I, how amazing is that that they oh, they agree on forty eight hours? And Dennis says, "Fine, forty eight <laughs> hours." Drinking a beer in the parking lot before he gets on a motorcycle and goes off to the airport to go to Vegas. Can uh, picture that scene in your mind? I mean, that's incredible. Then I he think that stays. Was, I thought that was in Vegas. Well, when he, he stays. The motorcycle. He stays AWOL for an extra. What was it? Uh, two days. Yeah. And then Jordan has to show up in Vegas to his hotel, drag him out of there and bring him back to practice. That is amazing. That is that those are the little tidbits that are going to make this interesting is those parts of the story. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's pretty incredible. And I like the Michael was like, I'm not going to say who or what was in his bed and then they flashed to Carmen Electra. <laughs> like, I was there. I was there. I was me I was hiding. in his bed. I jumped out of his bed. And there's Michael Jordan there. Hiding behind the couch. What? Oh, it's just it's remarkable to me. What is Carmen Electra doing with uh, Dennis Rodman? And I'm not asking that literally. I'm just thinking, you know, why? What? How does that happen? Anyway. Yeah. Well, Dennis. Dennis is. Uh, he was living the. He was living the dream. He was living a lifestyle that. Carmen identified with back in the well, day. She, I time, mean, that's what she said. She said Dennis was a good time. During that time, I, uh, I I read Rodman's book and wrote a column, uh, reviewed his book, and it was filled with Rodmanisms, a bunch of uh, philosophical tidbits from Dennis Rodman, and uh, you know, pretty fascinating stuff. But he was he was out of control. I mean, he was, and that's was me playing last night. And then there was one other thing that jumped out to me last night, as long as we're talking about this, and we'll get to the draft coming up on the other side. Uh, but you, you mentioned the Isaiah Thomas handshaking incident. Yeah. Jordan's take on that situation after they show him the Isaiah thing where he's talking about sportsmanship and respect for the yeah, game. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. He's I, that watching. was great, I he's thought. Watching, that's what I'm saying. I, love, I, I could watch that all night long. Jordan's reaction to Isaiah's BS. It was perfect. It was funny. And he just looks off to the side like, yeah, right. It was funny. LeBron LeBron stuff. did the same thing in an Eastern Conference Finals when they lost the Heat. I think, who did they lose to? Was it the Celtics? Or I, I can't remember. But there was one series where LeBron refused to shake anybody's hand and just stormed up the tunnel. And I remember the next day think, you're saying on the, on the air that, come on, that's not what sportsmanship is all about. You shake hands, you say good game. Oh, was it against Orlando? Oh, nine against Orlando. And it's it's like, I know it's a hard-fought series, and I know emotions run high, but this is sports, and there are certain things that we do. And maybe it's my tennis background where you shake hands after every match. You know, golfers, you shake hands. It's a show of sportsmanship. I always thought that that was just being a baby. In hockey, we punch each other in the face and still shake hands. And to hear yeah. to hear Jordan talk about respect for the game and sportsmanship and come on, when we were in the position the very year before, I shook everybody's hand on the floor. I was like, yeah, good for you. Good for you. They should they should take those comments and replay them a zillion times. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, I'm such a sportsman. Uh, that I used to jump over the net even when I used to win ping pong matches, you know. I'm not giving you the satisfaction of, of yeah. a response. I'm not going to. But I do agree. I do agree with Jordan. Uh, that 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 was bad form, man. I and, and some people think, oh, come on, you're being soft and all this. Oh, no, man. Yeah, that's that's the way you do it. And Isaiah's whole thing that well, the Celtics were this way, and we had to. No, man, it just made you look like a bunch of sore losers and a bunch of dummies uh, who are, are too offended 
after you had kicked this team around for two years, you know, in heartbreaking fashion, and they always came up and shook your hand afterward, you're just going to walk off the court? That's BS. See, that's fake tough. That's fake tough. That's not real tough. And I didn't really, I know they were the bad boys, and I know that they were supposedly tough. But when Rodman was playing for them, some of that stuff wasn't tough. It was dangerous. It was just stupid pushing people. Remember that time when he tripped Stockton? I think he was with the Spurs at that time after he had left Detroit. He flat out tripped a man on a basketball court. You don't do that crap. That's not tough. That's cheap. Yeah. And I think walking off the court after you get swept and failing to acknowledge the team, that the victors in that moment, that's just cheap. All right, we'll have, uh, we're going to get into the draft coming up next. Uh, we'll also uh, talk more about the documentary. We'll get Chris Mannix's thoughts on it as well at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. But joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our good friend Andrew Reinhardt, back with us here on The Big Show. What's going on, Andrew? How was the weekend? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Hey, we're we're doing great. We're uh, getting through, making things happen, which uh, is the same boat you guys are in, still helping out our listeners. Yeah, we're still open, and uh, things are kind of alleviating, looking a little better out there, but we're still taking temperatures at the door. We're still helping guys every day. Um, masks, gloves. We're using hospital-grade alcohol throughout the day. So, yeah, still seeing a lot of guys come into the clinic. That's great. And and let's talk about guys out there. You, you know, you treat, uh, I guess, patients from, you know, 20s all the way up to 80s and 90s that uh, partial function, no function at all, you can make it happen. Yeah, if you're struggling in the bedroom, likely you've turned to the medication to help with the ED. Uh, you're maybe dealing with some headaches. You've got some questions. Things aren't headed in the wrong direction. That is where um, our technology comes into play. The FDA cleared this in 2011 to regrow blood vessels, open up blood flow. In some cases, it showed that it doubled the amount of blood flow to the treated area. So when it comes to erectile dysfunction, it's a blood flow issue. That's what our treatments do. They solve that. And as far as I know, Jake, it's the only thing that addresses the root cause of the problem. It's not a symptom reliever like the meds. Uh, this gets you back to normal and natural function in the bedroom. I got to think that's the, the biggest draw, right? Normal, natural function, the spontaneity. I mean, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. Not having to pre-plan things with the pill. This is, if you don't take the medication, you don't know what that's like. But guys taking it can tell you, I hate pre-planning. Uh, I hate the side effects, the blurred vision. And then they have to take more of it and more of it. Our treatments typically will get the result you want in two to three weeks. That's it. You don't have to come back. All right. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Get in there and talk to the doctor, right? Yeah, and a lot for free. We know it's a difficult time um, for guys. Call us now. We're going to do the uh, assessment, the exam. We're going to do a blood flow ultrasound. This is with a medical doctor, by the way. You'll be able to hear your blood flow so we can make sure that blood flow is the issue and it's not something else. We're going to give you a special gift. This is pretty cool. Um, instant results in the bedroom. I have not seen it fail. We certainly can't do that forever, but all of that is free to those that call us. 801-901-8000, number to call, 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Andrew Reinhardt, our friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. More big shows straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Two guys, two topics.
two, two, two. two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. Yeah, no, the phenomenal uh, players. I love the secondary they had, with the exception of that USC game when they got lit up like a Christmas tree. I mean, Jalen Johnson did not have a good game. But overall, I like him as a prospect. I believe, I don't have it in front of me, I believe he went to the Bears. And, of course, we know they need secondary help. Utah, certainly, very good program. Uh, you know, I, I actually don't think of Utah when I think of uh, University of Utah when I think of Utah. I think of the Jazz, of course, because I've been going over the Michael Jordan last dance with a fine-tooth comb. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I think the University of Utah football program definitely on the rise. Although they did let me down and cost me some money uh, a couple times late in the season. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, that was Jason McIntyre from Fox Sports on with Hanson Scotty earlier today. Gordon, uh, good, uh, good weekend for the University of Utah. Uh, seven of their players are drafted uh, not quite to the program high of eight in 2017, uh, but pretty pretty good weekend as far as Utah's, particularly the defense. Yeah, I agree with that. And I thought it would be, didn't you think it would be seven or eight, maybe nine if everything just fell perfectly into place? But uh, seven picks between rounds two and six, that's that tells you something about uh, what Kyle Whittingham is doing there at Utah, not just from a standpoint of recruiting, but uh, finding a lot of three-star athletes, whatever that means, and then developing them into NFL guys. And, you know, they probably have some free agents that are going to be signed that are going to be NFL guys as well. So impressive for the Utes, no doubt about it, especially since – crickets around the rest of the state uh, other than Jordan Love up at Utah State, right? Right. And we'll get to the undrafted uh, signees because there were a bunch of those, but just kind of where everybody went and when. And I'm curious, Gordon, if you think any of these are particularly good fits or if somebody went high or low. But Jalen Johnson in the second round, the 50th pick to the Bears. Yeah, he's going to be one of their best defensive backs right from jump. Well, that's already a good defense, as we know. Uh, Julian Blackman went in the third round, the 85th pick overall to the Colts. Um, Zach Moss, uh, third round, 86th pick overall to the Bills. Terrell Burgess in the third round, 104th pick to the Rams. Lecky Fotu in the fourth round to the Cardinals. Bradley and I in the fifth round to the Cowboys. And John Penasini to the Lions in the sixth round. Uh, I like uh, I like all the fits for all those guys. I thought I Blackman that... in the third, that one surprised me a little bit. Everyone else, that kind of made some sense. Mm-hmm. Well, Blackman was terrific this last season. The only problem for him was his health, and uh, that that was really bad timing for him. But if it hadn't been for that, that pick would not have surprised you. I think the Colts probably looked at that and said, okay, he's going to heal up right. from that, and he's going to be able to help us. Well, I'll tell you what, I felt good for him, that's for sure, to, yeah. to really not have that injury cost him big time. I, I felt good for him because that, that was one of life's unfairnesses right there for, for that you, guy to suffer that injury at that particular time. What do you think of Zach Moss going to the Bills? Uh, that, that's, uh, that, what do you think of that? If I'm Zach Moss, I love it because I, yeah. I think the Bills are going to want to run the football. Yes, indeed. That's yeah. what I thought as well. So yeah. I, I would guess he, he likes that. I mean, Terrell Burgess, he's from the San Diego area, I think, and he goes to the Rams, so he's close to home. Um, I don't like the direction the Cardinals are going because I don't like their head coach, but Lucky Fotu goes there. Uh, <laughs> I would hope that's a good fit. And I's going to the Cowboys. Jarrah likes him. That's that's yeah. probably not bad news. 
Yeah, he went maybe a, a tad bit later than I thought he was going to, but uh, it's all about once you get to that point, it's about opportunity and it's about fit. Uh, who cares what round you were drafted? Right. I mean, yeah, your pocketbook might, but other than that, I think Bradley and I is going to go down there and open some eyes. All right, and then for the Utes, uh, undrafted free agents that have signed Darren Paulo with the Saints. Tyler Huntley with the Ravens, Josh Nurse with the Ravens, Francis Bernard with the Cowboys, and Javelin Guidry with the Jets. If there was going to be an eighth draft pick for the Utes this year, I would have thought Guidry, especially with that time at the Combine where he had, what, the second fastest time? But 4-2-9, baby. He signs on with the Jets. Tyler Huntley going to the Ravens, that made some sense to me. How so? Uh, I think they're looking for a kind of a, a dual threat type of guy. I mean, you know, nobody's going to match the the output of their starter, obviously. But <laughs> maybe maybe you can you you see Tyler Huntley and you think to yourself, okay, if we're going to mold our backup uh, to fit our offense uh, with Lamar Jackson, then maybe maybe Huntley fits that a little bit. No, it'll be it'll be fascinating to watch that situation, right? Because he's a fine athlete. And he's, he put some weight on, but he still can move. And uh, I, I just, I don't know, it'll be, that'll be interesting to watch whether he has the kind of sophisticated arm or can develop into that uh, that is necessary in, in the NFL. But a fine athlete for sure. Also going to the Ravens, undrafted free agent Tyson Williams from BYU, Diane Guanaloku. Uh, to the Rams and Aleva Hifo to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, uh, the, the one whose name is impossible for me to pronounce. Uh, he is a terrific athlete, and it'll be fun to see what he can do at, at the NFL level. All of these guys are terrific athletes, so it's just a matter of, of finding the right fit. Yeah. That, that's what it is for me. Now, I know that some of them... Some of these guys will never be stars in the NFL, but you know, they, it seems to me like every name that uh, that that you just ran down to me is worthy of that opportunity. And so, what they can make of it, and what the situation is, that it just it's going to be fun to watch. You know, you, it it is a reminder though how much the Utes are losing. They're losing a lot of talent. And, and, hey, don't doubt that Utah defense. They've been replacing talent up there for a long, long time, and it hardly skips a beat. But, man, those are some fine players that they're looking to, uh, to replace up there. And now, you know, no matter what the college football season may be, it's probably going to be – they're going to be behind from a preparation standpoint. So, you know, that's, that's tough. Yeah, this if there is a football season in timely fashion – this uh, this delay is not going to help the Utes at nope, all. It won't because they needed to coordinate with these guys. They needed guys to be put into certain positions that they really hadn't been put in before. And it's not like I, I, I haven't gone back through the Utes schedule. Did they have a bunch of blowouts? Did they have a bunch of opportunities for their twos and threes to to fill in? I I don't recall it being that way. No, not I, necessarily. It seemed like the yeah the Utes had to. Had to sort of take care of their business, and you do that with your best players. But, yeah, this this lack of coordination through spring and into the summer workouts and whatnot, that's, that's pretty tough for Utah. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, coming up next, there's been some news out of the NBA today. We've got what's going on at the top of the 3 o'clock hour, Chris Mannix, top of the 4 o'clock hour, and Adam Keefe, the former jazz man, will join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Town! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. The no residue method continues to lead uh, the industry in cleaning technology. To date, no other method has been proven to outclean Zero Res, and they're continuing to clean for just $33 per room. And your fourth room is free. Call 801 288 9376. That's 801-288-ZERO. Band of the day today, Cat Stevens, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Uh, always like Cat Stevens, Gordon. Good selection today. Yeah, I, that song that we were just hearing there brings back a lot of fond memories. But uh, anyway, yeah, Cat Stevens. What's his name? Yusef? Yusef Islam is what he's changed yeah. his name to now. Uh, the only reason I know that is because he was pulled off a flight after 9-11. And he was like, hey, I'm Cat Stevens. Have you ever never, <laughs> have you never seen that story? I, somehow his name made it onto a do not fly list or something like that, and they pulled him off a flight. And he was like, no, seriously, guys, I wrote the peace train, man. I'm, I'm Cat Stevens. <laughs> oh, man. Did he ever get his money back? Didn't, didn't, didn't the monks, like, take his money away or something? I don't, I don't know. know. It was some sort of story, but. All right, hey, Gordon, real quick, the NBA news want to get to and get your thoughts on uh, Sham Sharani of The Athletic and Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN are kind of reporting their own stories, but they are kind of connected. you want to start with Shams here for a second? Sure. He says, the NBA has informed its franchises that it is targeting no earlier than May 8th for any use of team's practice facility. According to sources, the NBA will continue to monitor coronavirus pandemic with its timings. He goes on, sources. If an NBA team facility's city is no longer subject to stay-at-home order and may make facility open potentially starting May 8th, individual workouts no more than four players permitted at facility at one time, max of one team staffer in person. He goes on. He says teams were also informed today that players are not allowed to use any practice-slash-training facility for workouts other then NBA, uh, his NBA team, NBA has informed its teams of this reality in a memo per sources, quote, it is not possible or appropriate in the current uh, public health context to regularly test all players and staff for COVID-19, unquote, and adds these protocols may be modified. Um, he said uh, when NBA's facilities open as soon as May 8th, players must wear face masks at all times except when in physical activity. Staffers working with players must wear gloves, physical distancing of at least 12 feet. Uh, according to sources, the NBA has informed each team to assign one senior executive to this position, uh, facility hygiene officer. 
And uh, NBA also informed franchises that players must conduct regular EKG and uh, tropopin. What is this, uh, Austin? Trope? Uh, troponin, troponin is troponin. What I, would say, but I don't know. Test before they resume engaging in all in activities at facility. So, any uh, reaction to what Shams is reporting here? Kind of a plan to get back to working out, at the very least. Just that the NBA is doing this the right way, in my opinion. They've they've been careful as they should be, and uh, at, while some might see this as being. Uh, Something other than careful, I think the way they're implementing it is responsible and is the right tone to set. Uh, no, I, I, I really have a lot of respect for the way the NBA is handling this and, and quite frankly, for the way the NBA is run because they're, they're doing it the right way. Jake, do you have any problem with this? Uh, no, it seems like the, that it's well thought out and uh, they're complying, which, of course, is is most important. Uh, what Wojnarowski reports kind of similar stories, but but kind of a different uh, a different side of it. Uh, he starts with this report. Gordon Hawks, president of basketball operations, uh, tells ESPN Hawks won't be operating team facility to, or uh, opening, excuse me, team facility to players Friday. Quote, we're going to wait and see what happens in the state over the next couple of weeks. Um, of course, Georgia, this is relevant because Georgia already is relaxing their policies. So kind of wondering they would be the first eligible to return. So they're kind of holding off. Uh, Wojnarowski adds NBA has received significant pushback from teams about idea of reopening practice facilities in selected states and municipalities. Team officials tell ESPN competitive balance hasn't been an issue. Player staff safety has. Teams are still awaiting a more detailed NBA plan today. And then that goes into some of the stuff Sham uh, said. But what's relevant about this report, I think, is, Gordon, you know, if you were the Knicks, you're probably looking at the Hawks going, okay, well, well, maybe the Hawks are a bad example. But if they get to start preparing for the rest of the season yeah. while we have to stay at home, that all of a sudden is unfair from a competitive side. And I could understand why franchises would be uh, sensitive to that. So then what are we saying here? Do you think that, uh, that everything should be shut down until everything can be opened? Is that is that is that what uh, the the thrust of that thought process is? Um, I don't think waiting an extra day, you know week could really hurt anything because you're not talking about a huge amount of time where it would make or break it. And we just learn so much on a daily basis. You you don't know maybe what's possible in a week or two weeks or what you would perceive as possible. I mean, if you could somehow get uh, if you're a, a a city in lockdown, if you could somehow get your players to a different state. And operate under these parameters. Would that be an option? Would that be acceptable? So yeah, I think maybe give the NBA some more time to hash out the details. Err on the side of caution. That's what I say. Just err on the side of caution. But if you are worried about the balance and fairness of the situation, then that's yeah, I get that. I understand that, and I think that's uh, that's a viable concern. Uh, and something the NBA should think about. But some guys, it, not everything is equal. Not everybody has Mike Conley's facility. Right. You know? Well, and so that's... I don't know how you're going to even everything out. Uh, because I, I don't get the impression that the, the impetus behind this is to somehow gain an advantage. It's to allow individual players to stay in shape. 
Well, that's uh, why that's what, what um, that's why what the Hawks are doing, I think, is pretty important, actually, because the Hawks aren't going to push the issue where they're saying, hey, we can do it. We're going to do it. Yeah, the right. Hawks are saying, all right, we'll hold off a little bit. And if you want to back, you know, they had focused on May 1st to reevaluate things. And now they're talking about moving it back to May 8th. OK. And if the, the Hawks willingness to go along with that, I think, is actually important. That sends an important signal like we're going to uniformly figure out the best way for the NBA to function as opposed yes. to we're going to do it yeah. and stop yeah. us. You know, bring down the National Guard. We're going to do it. You know, they, those, they're not doing yeah. that. And those voices all sound reasonable to me. Right. And, and like I said, it's not like teams are getting together and doing group, uh, you know, practices of some sort. That, that's, that's just not happening right now, nor should it. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, still open and helping our listeners. And, hey, Andrew, some guys out there, this might have kind of become more of an obvious problem given present circumstances. Yeah, erectile dysfunction is a problem for a lot of guys. And if they're spending more time with their significant other at home, maybe it's more of a problem. We hope not, but maybe it is. Um, Wasatch Medical has this treatment, and we get better and better at this every month, improving the blood flow with the regrowth of blood vessels with our uh, technology, our wave therapy, clinically shown. And by the way, the science page on wasatchmedicalclinic.com has the top 10 or 15 journals, articles, clinical studies done on this. The science is incredible from urology times and therapeutic advances in urology and uh, different kind of journals like that that have written and said the success rate's very high. In some cases, above 90% in restoring normal and natural function in the bedroom, no pills needed. And I've seen thousands of guys go through this. I am yet to hear of even one side effect. Wow, because the uh, I mean, you've talked about it a lot on this station. The side effects are, are just mm, I mean, uncomfortable at best and uh, just horrible to live with at worst. Oh yeah, the pills will cause the headaches and the blurred vision and all of those things. Um, our treatment is eight to ten minutes. You might do a few of them over two or three weeks time. That's it. You walk out of there feeling totally normal. There's no pain, there's no discomfort. Um, it's the only thing that exists for erectile dysfunction that A, treats the root cause problem, that blood flow, and B, does not cause any side effects. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Get in there and talk to the doc for free, right? Yeah, so much for free right now. This is an awesome time to come in uh, because we won't be able to do these specials forever. It's a free assessment, free exam, blood flow ultrasound. That's to make sure the blood flow is the issue. Uh, no matter what you do, we're going to give you a free gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. That's free to everybody uh, just for coming in. All right. That number again, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, Jake. All right. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.